Yeah, um, so rest in peace to Elgin Baylor, first and foremost, before I even before I even get jiggy with this episode. Um, I mean, look, former Laker, always a Laker. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. Very underrated player. Uh, I, will, I, I will honestly say underappreciated player as well. I mean, if you want to go down the stat line and stuff like that, that's cool with me. The one thing that stood out to me about Elgin Baylor, and I, look, everybody gets their flowers when they pass away. Uh, but I just, to me, I want to point out something that was like something outside of the norm. Everybody's going to come up with how many All-Star games he played in and and, and his championship. I mean, not the, his championship, but his finals record of scoring with 60-something points or something like that in the finals game. Um now, I want to point out the fact that he was serving the country and on the weekends he would play for the Lakers. Like, that's that's crazy right there. Like, you play for the Lakers, but Monday through Friday you're serving, you know, you're serving the country. So that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. Multitask general right there. My guy, uh, rest in peace, 86 years old, lived a long, prosperous life. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I can't say I'm pretty sure because I'm not in his head or whatever. But, you know, <clears throat> I think not just men, but black men in general, we strive to get to, <clears throat> you know, you know, the, the those late, those late 80s, late 90s. Or, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, some of us do want to see a lot. Some of us do want to experience a lot. Or, But you could never tell where, you know, he was in life. And that's personal. But at the same time, I mean, 86 years. That's a good long life to live right there. Uh, so shout out to him. Shout out to what he did with the franchise, for the franchise. And, you know, I have my Elgin Baylor jersey hung up in the hung up in the closet. So shout out to him. May he rest in peace. Let's get to the shits. Um, I wanted to start with, I guess we can go ahead and get Braun and them out the way. Get my Lakers. Because Lakers, right, like I said, this is the second half of the season. I know I said I was going to pick it up a, a little bit more with the Lakers. But honestly, <laughs> it's really there's there's a lot to talk about, but there's not a lot to talk about. So we already know the deal with AD. They still they still pampering him, you know, during his injury, and they've said there have been some, you know, advances, you know, but we're, they're very cautious on bringing him back, which is understandable, right? And I was even fine if they was to hold him out for the rest of the season. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, if they held him out for the rest of the season, I'm actually cool with that. That was also pending to see what moves they were going to make or still can make because it's still, you know, the deadline is not up yet. You know what I mean? So as of, as of right now of this episode being recorded, you know, and I'm, you know, my eyes are set on drumming. We need an inside defensive present. We need. We just need a cat that go out there. We don't need that. We don't need the extra offensive threat. I think the supporting cast can do it. You know what I mean. And I know I said this last year about last year's supporting cast. And I understand that they may they may have not lived up to a lot of people's expectations. Not just my own. You know. What I mean? I, I'm a little bit more easier on them. Seeing that the ultimate goal is to win a championship, uh, but a lot of people feel like we got to win a regular season championship as well. I leave that up to the Clippers. 
So with that being said, like, yeah, I can understand there's a little hesitation when it comes to our role players because of what they seen last year, not just in the regular season. I mean, the regular season, we was kind of rolling, you know what I mean? Especially the second half, we had momentum, you know, going into the going into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, the performances that they've seen for certain players that we relied on fell kind of short, even though we did win the title. And we won it just losing only two games in the finals, where we pretty much, it was a gentleman's sweep pretty much all through the playoffs. But it just, I, it, it just seems like it was rougher. You know, it was, it was a rough... The rough journey, right? And you could you could add that to being just in the bubble in general. That was different, you know what I mean? And now we're looking at, um, you know, I I I want to predict just like Stephen A said, you know, I get my I get my emails, you know, I get my my uh, my notifications, you know, being in the city that the Clippers and the Lakers are trying to push for a fan base to come back, which would definitely help. In a playoff run, but um, you know, like I said, they're being extra cautious with AD. But then Bron goes down with a high ankle sprain. Now I've had a high ankle sprain before. You know, I've had a couple of those. I had one that that was real bad to where it turned purple. You know, and I and I couldn't I couldn't tell you how long I was out. Uh, but they're talking about him being out for about four to five weeks. Okay. Now, how we would fare through that time, I just don't know. Because the first game that we played without Braun was the Phoenix Suns. They battled, but they just couldn't break that 10, like that 10 point gap. You know what I'm saying? They just kept that, that, that hold on us, you know? And we need somebody to stand, you know, to step up. And that's, you know, the question is who's going to step up? I don't think it should just be one person. And I know they're going to point their finger at Kuz. You know what I mean? But, you know, Trez is coming off, you know, well, actually starting. But, you know, we we need everybody's production at this point. You know, we just got Kuz, I mean, uh, Caruso back not, not too long ago. So I think it's a collective of, uh, you know, Schroeder, he's definitely, like, definitely reliable. You know what I'm saying? He showed when he came back, um, he's very important to the team, you know. So it's going to be a collective thing, and I'm going to put some of this on Vogel, and it's going to be in such a short time to where he's going to have to change that offense to where it caters to everybody. Because now the offense is not being ran by one particular all-star, you know what I mean, or superstar, I should say. You know, and then even... You know, if if AD does come back before Braun, you know, I, that's not a good look to me because this is the person that says I'm okay with him sitting out into the playoffs. Let alone him coming back and anchoring a team by himself. As dope as he is, as great as he is at his position and as a player in general, I'm not looking for him to come back to to anchor a squad after, you know, pampering an injury, which we're not too knowledgeable about because we don't know, we really don't know what's going on, right? In the back of my head, I've been thinking that when it comes to, especially with the Braun thing, knowing that he is such a warrior when it comes to this shit, and he really hasn't had too many injuries to where he had to get surgery or anything like that, right? 
I mean, the biggest injury he had before or prior to this ankle was his groin injury when he was playing with the AAU kids. You know what I mean? So the thing is, um, I want to say, and, that, and probably that's just me being a Laker fan, but something. But I, I'm not going to lie about it. Like the AD, I say, like, yo, this one is a little bit concerning because we don't really have too many details. They're not really letting us know. Somewhat like the KD thing. You know what I mean? With the Braun injury, and again, it looked bad. You know what I mean? It, oh, side, a little side chatter about about the injury. Was it a dirty play? Mm, I want to say it is a dirty play, but I don't think. All right, let's put it like this. I think it it was a quick dirty moment. You know what I mean? If you actually watch the like. To me, it just it happens in a moment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they intend on going out there to hurt players, like before the game starts. I don't think that's on their mind. I think in a moment is like, you know, at the time he wasn't. I don't think he was able going. He was going to get that ball. He wasn't going to get that steal. Shout out to him on the hustle. But yeah, to me, diving like that, yeah, that's kind of ugly. It's Chris Paulish, and what I mean by that, like Chris Paul got called for. An offensive foul on Schroeder to where he used his forearm. I've done that before. <laughs> and I've done it on purpose. You know what I mean? And Chris Paul, his resume in the in, in the league when it comes to being dirty, yeah, it's a nice length. Pause. Um, but that's what I mean though. Those type of plays, like, it's just in the moment. You know what I mean? I don't even I mean, if you're considered a dirty player, which Chris Paul is, I get that. You know what I'm saying? That just come but that just at at that's just what it is though. That's what you're known for. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, I still give a, a player some bail. Like in the moment, that's, you know, niggas do that. Like I've thrown elbows and jumped over niggas' backs and stuff like that. Just in the heat of the moment, depending on the rivalry. And it might not even be a it – not, it might not be even a, a historical rivalry. It could just be a rivalry for that moment. You know what I'm saying? Niggas been talking or something like that. Whatever the case may be. Anyhow, um, four to five weeks of Ron – we're going to see how this is more so on Vogel. Not I'm not not just the players because the players know. I like, I don't I don't pamper players like all the rest of these fans do, um, and I also don't give them too I don't too much expectations like most of these fans do. You know what I mean? Like these players know. That's why I don't baby these cats coming into the league. Do they need development and all that other bullshit? People be yelling. They do. Some of them do. But the thing is, mentally, they know that already. You know what I'm saying? That's why some of these players, we don't talk about developing with, with some of these players because they already know they have to develop. Once you get to the league, they've already been told, like, you have to keep playing. You have to keep getting better to stay in the league. And they know this already. They know this already. So I, uh, it's easy to hold these players accountable now because it's not, now you have to step up. The spotlight is on you. You're going to get extra minutes. You know what I mean? So... Like the youngster THT, he got to step up, and he's our best ball. Uh, he, he's our best offensive penetrator to the basket. You know what I mean? So, and he pretty much knows it. And this is his time to shine because it's like, look, I got limited playing time in the playoffs last year, and now that both of the superstars are out, now is my time to really show you. Like, come playoff time, I need to be sharing some minutes with some of these other guards. So, but at the same time, 
Montrez sent out a tweet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of Laker fans are trying to unravel the encrypted, the encrypted tweet. You know what I mean? And a lot of people think that it might be a possible trade that might involve him or he knows about a trade that's about to happen. And the thing is, a lot of us want him to stay. You know what I mean? A lot of us want Trez to stay. And I'm not even sure. Like, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Now, do I trust trust Rob? I do. Honestly, I just don't know the options out there that would make it, that would probably stop the bleeding right now. You know what I mean? Because Trez, to me, Trez, Trez and and Drummond to me is like they not too far apart in like the offensive uh, department. Now defense, yes, Drummond definitely, you know. But now we're asking Drummond to come along to to anchor the squad until Bron and AD comes back. But that's if that even happens, you know what I mean. But put it in the air, we do need somebody. So that's what that is, man. So. You know, the, the 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 next major question will be, you know, what about the playoff standings? It's the same thing that I said last year. It doesn't matter where you – as long as you're in the Western Conference, doesn't matter where you land at. If you are a playoff team, doesn't matter – well, last year it really didn't matter because of the home court advantage. This year it might matter slightly, but at the same time, um, I think – Last year we probably would have swept a couple of teams if we would have had able if we if we were able to play in the Staples Center, you know what I'm saying with home court advantage. This year, I guess it might mean a little bit something, but to me it's just ahead of fate. You know what I mean? When it like I feel like some of the most dangerous teams are not even playing that well as they were last year. It's still dangerous if you give them an opportunity to play in the playoffs. You know, you're still going to have to worry about the Denver's. I think Dallas is still going to give Cats a run for their money. Portland can still do it. Like, these these are teams that's all in the same boat. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix is trying to make some noise. But, I mean, they got their own thing that they have to deal with because they got a, they got some players that have never been to the playoffs before. You know what I mean? So who's going to be the leader over there to anchor them to a second round? Utah, nobody believes in Utah. Just, and that's just what it is because Utah is probably in the same boat that the Clippers are in at this point. I mean, the Clippers got more expectations and they're held accountable more because of the players that they have on their roster and their coaching staff or whatever the case may be. You know, and a, a lot of a lot of uh, sports analysts say, yo, the Clippers owe us that that matchup with the Lakers. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter when that la- when that matchup take place. It could be the- shit. It could be the first round. It's going to be big regardless. I think it'd be even bigger if it was in the Western Conference. But to me, I think the West is just popping in general. You know, if we say all teams are healthy, it's going to be a dogfight. If all the teams are not healthy, it-, it could it could be some upsets. It could. You know, it's th- we're not talking about the East where that home court advantage might matter a little bit more. It might help out that eighth or seventh or sixteenth team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, an injury or something like that. And those first, second, and third seeded teams might need that. <laughs> they might need that. So we'll see. I'm not. I'm not too concerned. I think you know if we go on one of those three, four to five uh, 
game losing streaks, then I'm a bit concerned. You know, I feel like if we go 50-50 each week, then, you know, I, I can maintain with that. You know what I'm saying? Because we still have to, all the other teams still got to be held accountable for their uh, for the rest of their games too, but at least maintain a 50% average when it comes to these games. At least 40 to 50%. <sighs> but... Some better news, or some good news for myself. My 11th seed Bruins is showing, and the only reason we're not not getting this because UCLA history with basketball is so rich and historical and Hall of Fame worthy, right? But you know, they've come short. They've come short a lot. You know what I mean? A couple of Final Four appearances championship game appearances some years ago and then falling off completely. So them for them to play in a play-in game, we beat Michigan State, which is another historical basketball program. Tom Izzo, that was a great game. Then we went on to BYU. Now, this is the crazy part. And I have documentation if y'all need it, if y'all don't believe me. And that's, that's cool. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. But I felt like the hardest game was going to be Michigan State. I, I, I said in the text that we can beat BYU. That's not I'm not I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the playing game, which is Michigan State. And yeah, sure enough, we beat Michigan State, we beat BYU, and we just beat um which could have been a Cinderella team, which was Abilene Christian. Um we smacked the dog shit out of them. You know what I mean? As we should. So we stopped there, Cinderella run. Now we're waiting on the outcome, and the game is probably over, but I'm not going to pull it up. Uh, but we're probably, I mean, we're not probably, we're waiting on the winners of Maryland and Alabama. So that's, I think this might have been the easier role for UCLA. I think if they, they would have taken any other road in the tournament, I'm not even sure they would have gotten this far because this is not a great UCLA team like in the past. It's a solid team, but that's just what solid don't get you. Solid solid is not going to get you that far unless you play with heart. And that's basically what they're doing. And they're going off of momentum. You know what I mean? So I got I got to tip my hat. I got to tip my hat to when they're playing a, a lot, a lot better defense. You know, but at the same time, look at the role they play. It's, it's, it's kind of like what I said about the Western Conference. It's like if you're the Lakers going in in a seed that's in the lower seed, you know, if they end up being like a six or seven seed, that actually benefits the Lakers a little bit more, even though I just said that uh, it'll be a dogfight. But that means you're getting out, you're getting those those major dogs out of the way. You know what I mean? And that's basically what happened. They got Michigan State out of the way. They got BYU out of the way. Then they ran into a Cinderella team, and they handled them at like the other team should have handled them. So, I mean, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? So we're off to the, uh, the Sweet 16. I think the next time I record shit, we might be, we might be in the Final Four by that time because they're moving pretty goddamn fast. I mean, we'll be in the Elite Eight by I think we'll be in the Elite Eight by this weekend. You know what I mean? Because UCLA just won today. Uh I wanna say we play tomorrow. I think the Sweet 16 is either tomorrow, which would be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. 
You know what I mean? So that's the Sweet 16. So we should definitely be in the Elite Eight by the weekend. But I want to give a shout out to my um, I want to give a shout out to my UCLA Bruins. Like a lot of respect, man. And you've already, I mean, they probably had their personal goals, but. I mean, I got to salute my hat because they've exceeded my expectations. I mean, I know in some of my brackets, I had them at least getting to BYU. And then some brackets, I had them losing to Michigan State because Michigan State is still a solid a solid team. Um, I, I think it's only one bracket that I had them getting to the Sweet 16, though. You know, after that, I mean, Michigan was just in a dogfight with LSU. You know, like I said, I haven't checked the score on Maryland and uh, Bama. So... Yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, shout out to my UCLA Bruins, man. I want to give a big shout out to them. They're doing well, and hopefully, this will help with recruiting next year. And oh, not to mention, man, before I get up out of here, man, this is something I'm very proud of. So everybody knows my son plays traveling basketball. He recently tried out for his high school, and you know, with the high school thing, it's kind of funny because they're they're now allowing the kids in my district, to go back to school. It's not everybody, and it's not every day. But I know, I remember the first time I took him to tryouts, it was a defeat because of some paperwork that we didn't have, or not even a stamp that we didn't have for approval for him to go off uh, to to work out, I should say, to try out. And so we had to come back uh, that week couple of days later, we got the stamp, and he worked out. My son is so... <sighs> Sometimes he doesn't give us full answers, so it was like, he was like, I pretty much made it. I don't know what pretty much means. Like, you could... Are you feeling like you made it because you felt like you had a good performance, or did they actually tell you? And I feel like if they actually told you, then you would actually say that instead of saying, I pretty much made it. So we just went off of that, though. Um... And then he, then he recently just just told me, like, yeah, I made the squad. And I said I was proud of him. Then we got his schedule. And he has he made the team. He's the one to play with the freshmen his first year, which I'm extremely proud of. And his first game is on the 7th of April, and I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. Because AAU basketball and high school league basketball is two different animals. I mean, I will say this, same animal, but two different beasts. You know what I mean? Like, when you play in these tournaments, your coaches can schedule you to play against, uh, to play up. So, you know, he's 15, you, he, he's played against some 16-year-olds. You know what I mean? And it, a year, it makes a difference, let alone two years. Like, you'll see that for, for, for people who have... Uh, teenagers that 13 to 16 mark is going to be a lot of growth a lot of growth male or female doesn't matter boy or girl it's going to be a lot of growth between those two to three years trust me and i've seen it and it can go just like just like that so it'll be interesting because we've kept him in traveling ball since he was like eight I mean, yeah, since he was like eight, when we moved to where we moved to, he's been on a traveling team. Last year was the only was the only year that he missed probably a full year. And then there was like a couple of months, maybe about three months 
where he had um, he injured his foot, and so he was out for some months. Um, but outside of that, he's been on he's been on you know numerous teams, and he's played in countless tournaments. And it's just, you know, he's got that experience. So now he's going to high school basketball where, you know, he might even be, you know, playing against some of his teammates in travel ball, you know. Or he might have his travel ball friends that might be playing with him at high school, which is a plus because you already have that chemistry. You know who to trust more. So it would be interesting because now he has to figure out the the chemistry with some 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 ball players that he's not used to playing with, you know what I mean? Because these kids probably came from different middle schools, or you know, or they're in the neighborhood, but they just never crossed paths. You know what I mean? So that's going to be different to see how he adjusts to that. And he also just took his headshots for his whole acting thing, so he's on a roll. You know what I mean? I don't want to get too off the subject of sports, but. Both my kids are back in school. You know, my daughter just got accepted into uh, uh, elementary school that's right next door to his high school. So that's a plus. And, man, like, it's it's moving fast. I'm a little emotional, a little, little nervous. My anxiety is, is, is bad because of my daughter going to school, you know, in this crazy world. But this is where we're at. And then we're just waiting for her to see what she's going to do. She, look like, she has a lot of energy. So I can tell you... Which way is she going to go? You know what I'm saying? I feel like she's going to be in sports. Um, seems like she likes gymnastics. But she's one of those kids that don't complain. You know what I mean? Like, I, she has her moments with basketball. But um, but she's just, a, she's, just a, she's just a regular kid. So it's like whatever she see her brother do or whatever the kids are playing or whatever we're doing inside the house, she'll pick up and do for herself. But as far as what she wants to do that's going to um, keep her happy and 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 things like that, I couldn't tell you what that is right now. And, and again, she's only five. So <laughs> there's no rush. She has plenty of time. Um, but we don't know if it's going to be soccer. We don't know if it's going to be gymnastics. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be basketball. Hell, it could be softball. We don't know. We just don't know. But, yeah, that's where we're at with sports right now. You know what I mean? So the Lakers is... There's a huge question mark right there. My UCLA Bruins is like, look, you you can only go up from here, play off of that momentum. My Dodgers is back, you know what I'm saying? Spring ball, but well, you know me, I'm not I'm not worried about it until we can, you know, we get to them playoffs. Um, 160 plus games is a is, is a bit much, you know. Football season, man, I don't know. Oh. Uh, to my boy Goldie and my boy Dimitri, those are my two. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all watched the uh, Michigan and LSU. Uh, last time I checked, y'all was down by six with 40-something seconds left. So I'm pretty sure that's a free throw battle for a little bit. I'm just going to go off the limb and say that Michigan beat y'all. <laughs> if not, I'll be wrong. I'll correct myself next week. But at least LSU, you know, LSU signed that contract with UCLA. To where we'll be, you know, we'll be playing each other. So I think next year we'll be in uh, Louisiana. But this year, college football opening weekend, which I haven't had in two years, still might be on delay. But we might try to get to that LSU UCLA game this year. You know what I mean? Once tickets go on sale, I'm definitely going to try to get up in there. 
so we can do that. Uh, hopefully, the Raiders will have some type of fan. Uh, but I think those. I think if the Raiders Stadium do open up, those tickets are just going to be just like those Dodger tickets. Like, have y'all seen those Dodger tickets? Like, it's fucking crazy, bro. Um, but it's, it's it's limited fan base that's uh, us allowed inside of these stadiums and these arenas. So we just got to play it ear by ear. I know they're working on getting uh, getting the NBA players uh, vaccinated. I know two teams, the Pelicans and I forgot, I think the Hornets. I think the Hornets and the Pelicans were the first to get vaccinated. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I know California in general and the city of Los Angeles is moving pretty damn fast with these vaccines. I actually get my my second vaccine on the 8th of April, which is the day after my son's game. Uh, now that I think about it. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I know we're itching to get back into those arenas and stadiums, you know, especially football, man, because, you know, football needs it. But basketball definitely needs it as well, because football actually had fans in their stadiums, in certain stadiums. So basketball, I, I know in a tournament, I didn't I didn't know this because I was it was reported that there wouldn't be anybody inside those that arena in Indy. Um, but I've, I've noticed that there it seems like they had family there. You know what I mean? So that's pretty good. I, I I'll accept that. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me, that's dope. I I, I think I want to say I want to say that um I mean they had to they had to go th- th- uh, through some type of strict um regulations to to allow a, a certain amount of people in, and maybe they said only a certain amount. I don't know that amount. And maybe I'll go do some research on it. But from what I what was reported in the beginning before March Madness took off was that there weren't going to be any fans allowed. But I guess um, I guess I didn't either. I guess I didn't finish reading it because I've seen a couple of parents in those, you know, and of course, I've seen the other team sitting there watching it, which is normal. But I've seen some parents in there. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's slowly but surely coming back, y'all. So we just got to be patient just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And as far as my Laker fans, all you can do is be patient. I know I know, it's going to be a little bit crazy, but look, I'm going to tell you this. We pull this one off, it's going to be one to remember, too. It's definitely going to be, I mean, the bubble is going to be one to remember because it was the bubble. It was different, you know, but this one is going to be one to remember because, Yo, we're going to miss a, you know, uh, this might hurt. Joker might win the MVP because Embiid is out. You know, Braun is out. AD is out. Like, these cats is out. And, and, and we're talking about missing a lot of games. As long as Joker stay healthy, he got it. And I, he's one of those players where he, he could be in the runnings every year. He's a solid-ass five, man. I like him a lot. Stretch five. So, yeah, shout out, man. Shout out to my Lakers, man. Get well, Bron. Get well, AD. Let's get back. Let's get that repeat. All right? See y'all next week.